previously on the Adventure Zone. And Magnus, all your belongings are piled up on the ground, but your body is gone. My beautiful body! With her last furious act, Lydia destroyed your body. You all hand over your stones of far speech, and he crushes them in his hand. Um, and Hell yeah, going and, rogue. And, <laughs> Been waiting for this the whole time. <laughs> Fuck yes! There is a six-foot-tall glowing pod, and inside we can see something growing, or rather, someone. <laughs> a membrane encasing this pod splits. And green brackish fluid splashes out and onto the floor. And a stout, naked human man steps out of the pod. And you recognize him instantly. Barry's back. Like Chilean miners rising, our comfy casual champion has returned. What other twists await us in? The Adventure Zone! We see a wheat field on the outskirts of Phandalin. And it's about a decade ago. Long strands of wheat are blowing gently in the wind, and nearby a family of halflings are doing some farm work. Barry Blue Jeans falls from the sky and is dead before he hits the ground. And from behind the wheat, a bright red apparition leaves the body. He takes a moment to collect himself, losing his composure for just a moment, but not enough to alert the nearby farm. He bends down, collects some blood from his fallen form, and then ventures away. It's a few months later now, and he's followed some leads to an auction run by any number of dark necromancers and warlocks and sorcerers who deal in unsavory artifacts. He's hoping to find one of the grand relics here, maybe even loops, but... He's unsuccessful in that regard. What he does find is a lot with several pods that, when fed a person's organic matter, can regrow them a body within a few months. He decides to make the purchase, since his old ways of revivification aren't really accessible anymore. The bidding war is fierce, but he comes out ahead. He feels a chill wind move through him as he leaves with his prize, and he's felt this a few times now since his fall. She's found him again. He stayed outside in this lich form too long, too easily detectable, and now she knows his whereabouts. He finds a crypt to camp out in until the chill subsides. Soon, in his new body, she won't be able to find him anymore. He hopes. We see his lich form entering the chamber that you're all in right now, only at this point in time, it's inhabited by a small band of nasty-looking gerblins. He absolutely destroys them then gets to work setting up his chamber, warding it from magical detection, collecting his research on the relic's whereabouts, unloading the pod, and beginning the reformulation of his body. And for months, while it forms, he does not leave this cave. He works on his map, endlessly triangulating. And he's lonely. 
He misses his friends horribly, but he knows that they wouldn't recognize him now. His only hope is to find Loop. With her help, he can take back the ship that brought him here. It's months later now, and Barry's reconnoitering the foothills around Phandalin, searching endlessly for the location where Loop ended up. And he's alive again. And following instructions, he he doesn't remember leaving for himself. Because he can't remember he's a lich. He's climbing a particularly treacherous, craggy incline, and loses his grip and falls and is dashed on the rocks below. And his lich form sits up from the body and screams a curse. It would be more months of waiting now, more hiding, more time away from his family. And we see this cycle a few more times, waiting, reviving, obediently searching, dying, raging, hiding. But his lich form never gives up. His living form never fails to obey, even though he doesn't know who or what he's searching for. And then a breakthrough. A dwarf named Gundren Rockseeker is hiring a body man for his quest to Wave Echo Cave. It's an ancient dwarven vault containing artifacts of immeasurable power. It is exactly where Loop would have hidden the gauntlet. He leaves himself a new command. Find Gundren and stick with him no matter what it takes. And the last thing we see is Phandalin, already a perfect circle of black glass, still warm. In the sky above, we see your sphere floating away, up and into the bureau. And his form rises with some effort up and out of the glass, and he almost loses it. He was so close this time, close to the relic, close to his friends, close to finding Loop. Why wasn't she with them? If they had the glove, where was she? He couldn't do this alone anymore, and he knew it. He could not do this without his friends, even if they don't remember him, even if she vilified him. It would take some convincing and a whole lot of waiting. But relying on these people, his family, was the only reason he was still here, half alive as he was. And he sees no reason to stop believing in them now. And now we're back in present day. You can make the lost noise now, Dad, if you want. And Barry Blue Jeans is now in front of you. Now do the noise. Oh, what else? You just sound like a sick So cat. either the doctor is arriving to save the day or my dad is having an asthma attack. <sighs> you also kind of sound like the cowardly lion. Um, a lot going on there. Put him up. Put him up. A naked Barry Blue Jeans is in front of you. Oh! And he says, uh... I'm. I don't remember what I did last night, but I must have partied pretty hard to end up like like this. Who are you guys? And um, also, can I have those pants that you're holding there, dwarf guy? Oh God, yes. Yeah, take them here. Put them on. Put them on. He, They're he, still warm, like right out of the dryer. He puts on. Yeah, it's a magic chest. I guess. I don't know why I'd know that. So names. Who who are y'all? Uh, my name is Taco. Uh, the little fella is. Merle and the brawny one's Magnus. Well, I'm and actually a wooden mannequin now, so not <laughs> I'm not as brawny as I use. Okay. Picture this, but brawnier. You know what I mean? Well, uh, actually, don't waste your time with that because that's <laughs> no longer a going concern. Yeah. Imagine a pile of ashes. Imagine a pile of ashes. Fair enough. He, he holds his head and he's like, "I don't, I don't remember 
any of this? Do I do I know you guys? Where are we? Well, Barold, um, we had uh, a run in uh, several, I guess, months. I don't know. I haven't kept track of the time. It was it would have been over a year ago. Fanolin Fanolin was probably about like fourteen months ago or so. Over a year ago, uh, we we worked together on a thing. It didn't end great for you. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember any of that. I well, think just you've take got our like, word for it. Yeah, you've got a coin or something that I think is going to talk to you. He he reaches into his pocket, and sure enough, there's that coin. He says this, and as soon as he like lifts it to the sky, you all hear his voice, and it says, "Eggs, buttermilk. <laughs> Eggs, buttermilk. Beans. Make sure to get the pinto beans." Is this Barry's voice? I don't remember it sounding as like he's supposed nasty to say. He didn't sound like I thought he sounded like Tom Arnold. I no, there's no way he looks like Tom Arnold. Tom looks like Tom Arnold. This voice inside the coin says, "Your name is Barry Blue Jeans. You are afraid of the dark. Your very favorite thing in the world is swimming in very cold water on a very hot day. You get ill when you drink milk or anything with milk in it." Your your father, Gregor, died when you were too young to know him. Your mother, Marlena, had soft gray hair when you were born and was the most wonderful woman who ever lived. You remember them, but you have forgotten so much. And right now, in this moment, you feel a dull weight in your chest. It's the weight of a love that defined and redeemed you, but you've forgotten who that weight belongs to. Barry, I'm you just moments ago. And I remember who that weight belongs to, and I can help you remember it too. And Barry, should we be here for this? <laughs> this is this Barry, very intimate. Barry, in his human form, says, "Yeah, I'll, all right." And the coin addresses you and says, "Boys, this is my true form. And now that you know that, your brains are going to try to start to remember other things about me. And as much as you can, you need to resist that urge." Because for nearly a year now, I've had to play a part that I'm uncomfortable with in, in order for you to not remember, in order to avoid raising someone's suspicion. But believe me when I say I've been watching out for you the whole time. So you need okay. us to not remember. Uh, Got it. You can, it, So this coin can't talk back to you. It is pre-recorded, um, which will be a challenge, I think. So I only have one question. Barry, um, and I know you're just getting your sea legs again. Why did you feel it necessary to remind yourself that you're afraid of the dark? Yeah. It seems like that's the anti-secret. You're doing reverse <laughs> visualization right now. It seems like maybe you go to the dark and you just see how things go. I, yeah, I don't know uh, why uh, were you worried be... you'd get to the dark and be like, why do I feel this way? <laughs> what is this feeling? So that was the coin trying to prove that it is Barry. Oh, right, like the oh, coin okay. knows these intimate details, and so it can trust that. Got it. Yes. Got it. Um, The coin says, on my desk is a map of the Bureau of Balance headquarters showing you how to gain access to Lucretia's vault. It was incredibly difficult to obtain that information. I can't step foot on the base in my lich form, so I had to temporarily possess one of the Bureau's members in order to do some reconnaissance some months back. It was unfortunate collateral damage, but... It was necessary. Take me with you. Follow my map. Don't raise any suspicions, and you'll find what you need to fill in the gaps of your story. And keep me alive, because if I go lich form up there, I'm toast. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So, 
now are going to work against the Bureau of Balance? Yes, Dad. Surprising no one on Reddit. Uh, we are now going to work against the Bureau of Balance. What? I, I, I think this con- I, this conversation should be happening in the game. Yes. I'm not convinced. Uh, yes, I'm trying. Um, I'm not convinced by, by any of this. I mean, I was reluctant to help anyone, um, but the Bureau of Balance, like... Boys. I have no reason to, to distrust them. Barold, will you excuse us for just one second? I'm, it's, I guess so. I think this is my cave, but I can give y'all some space if you want. I mean, we and can finish just putting on your clothes. We'll scoot to separate parts of the cave if you want. Um, Merle, uh, Taco, I wasn't sure when to bring this up, but in, in, in Wonderland, the reason I, I was so keen, uh, to trust the red robe. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just show you. Uh, and I, I pull out the rolled up parchment that I got from June. Okay. Uh, or, yes, right? From June. Yeah. Um, and unroll it. Uh, I, uh, at the end of it, in, in, in uh, Refuge, June gave me this. And this, this was the red rope that helped set, set up the town and save the town. I, I don't remember any of it, but... Yeah, so you're showing it to them, and Taco and Merle, you're seeing this parchment for the first time, and you can see it's Magnus in a red robe, but you are having sort of the same sort of cognitive dissonance where you just can't, you cannot form the thought in your mind, Magnus is a red robe, but you can see it, and it's it's kind of, it's kind of fucking with you a little bit. What am I looking at? What? It- I, I don't know. But it's just like one of those Mad Magazine covers you gotta fold together. Oh, yeah, let's it's try more, that. It's okay. more like a magic eye. You gotta unfocus your eyes, and then you can oh, see it. I but, always sucked at those. But I, I, I don't. I, honest to God, honest to Pan Merle, have no idea. Shh, don't even bring him up. I don't know what this means, but it it means something. And and I've been remembering things i i can remember knowing barry before now i can remember being somewhere that had two sons well uh uh, uh, when you say that taco and merle you hear i remember things but i have no idea why or how and uh, all I know is that there's there's so much more going on. Okay, so here's my theory. I think there's another void fish. I, it's not a big cognitive leap. Uh, when you were describing whatever it was you were just describing, which can he hold it in his mind? Yes. Whatever he's saying? Okay. Um, when you were describing what you were just describing, I heard the 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 void fish crinkle tinkles. My ASMR was going buck wild. Yeah, uh, uh, it, it it makes complete sense because <laughs> I I I swam with the void fish, um, and they sang to me under the sea. Yeah, <laughs> under the uh, sea, less than a sea, more of a tank full of our filth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and. When the void fish sang to me, it sang two words, egg and babe. Egg, babe. Baby, caviar. 
I um, I think it Easter. means that the void fish has a baby. This is I don't think that this is an intricate like you know. <laughs> yeah, this is not this is not a fucking puzzle. It is essentially a junior jumble. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the one last thing that you should probably know, uh, before we left the moon, <laughs> I broke into the Bureau of Balance prison. To talk to Pringles. Okay. And found out that Pringles was there because something took over his mind, which I think all signs point to Lichberry. Uh, and which is a beautiful town in Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> and used, it's where, you know, it's what uh, Gilmore Girls is based yeah, on. <laughs> and used used his body to break into the director's vault. Uh, I should also probably say, as long as we're uh, coming clean here, that I kidnapped the two guards to the prison. They were in our sphere when it got destroyed by the dragon, so their toad's dead. Um, it was so a chi- like, it was a chimera, but that does not change the fact that these sure. two boys are gone. So uh, the, the moon may be already uh, very suspicious of me. Uh, though they might have a hard time identifying me now, so we might already, uh, have a bit of a difficult time getting in there. But one way or another, it does definitely seem to me that there's something in that vault. Can I offer up an idea? Why, why do we have to break in and sneak in? We have the bell, we have completed our mission, and we are supposed to report back. Well, why why make it a, a, a heist? I, I think one way or the other, the fact of the matter is, I'm not going to be able to walk in there with y'all. Um, I, I, you hear the coin chime in, actually, from across the room, and it says, you'll need to disguise Magnus, obviously, and don't let anyone touch him, or we'll be discovered. Oh, okay. That tracks. Listen, I have an update from Taco Central. Uh, I have updated my list of people I trust and things I believe to no one and nothing. <laughs> Not a joke. I don't trust you, Half Pint. I don't trust Jeff from today's special. I don't trust Barold, whatever his name. Nobody. I trust nobody and nothing. And I'm. I have. You've convinced me to add the. Uh, the director and her crew, her coterie, to that list, but it does not extend that it is no one. There is nothing and no is it, one. Is it at least a sliding scale, Taco? Do you trust us, uh, like, little less or a little more than the director? Where are we at as far as, like, placement on the It's spectrum? a big old void. That all orbiting planet Taco of non-trust. Um, I think at this point, Barry has collected his supplies from the chest and gotten dressed and... Uh, sort of rolled up the map uh, to the Bureau of Balance and tucked it under his arm. And he says, um, hey, uh, I, I I don't want to rush y'all, but the coin just said we should get the lead out. So um, I know I don't really know y'all, but I feel like I should, and I feel like I should trust you. So I'm going to chase that feeling for now, and um, I, I'm ready when y'all are. I just want everybody to know I'm convinced of nothing. I'm fair I'm enough, on, Taco. I'm I'm on board. I'm along for the ride, but just because I don't want to start my own podcast. <laughs> fair enough. 
the coin chimes in and says, when y'all are ready, just step outside and summon a lift back to your base using that bracer. Barry, usually I have you leave a bit of blood behind in the tank in case, well, the worst happens, but that won't be necessary this time because, well, this is our last chance. There was talk of a disguise. You are disguised. Yeah, nobody's going to find You're a wooden man. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all. Well, what happened to Magnus? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Also, here's our new friend. What happened to Magnus? His body got destroyed. No, I can't I'll, be there, Merle. Let's I, talk. It can't. It can't be Magnus. Yeah, let's talk in. Let's talk in. Like, let's come up with a game plan. What? What? How? What are you all doing? What's your prep? What are you doing? God, like, I want to get this. I want to get this thing moving. Okay. If if Taco's going along neutrally, I'm going along pessimistically. I don't like it, but. I'm pretty sure that without my invaluable aid, you won't be able to pull off whatever it is you're going to pull off. So I will go along for now. Fair enough. Okay. But first, I'm not happy about it. I got to think through this. I, I'll unroll a big scroll on the table or something. The first thing we have to figure out is we need a plausible backstory for not Magnus. Magnus died. Pretty objectively, this can't be Magnus. This wouldn't. This wooden man. This this Kim Cattrall that we have <laughs> tailing us. That's it, folks. By the way, those are my two. That's it. Those are the mannequins. only two mannequin references you can. Get. <laughs> the only two <laughs> that I have legally, or the the FCC will come shut us down. Point of fact, you got a pocket spa. <sighs> you want to live in my? <laughs> yeah. You want to live in my portable Hilton? I'm All just, right, how about this? How I'm about just this? saying, Barry this? and I could hang out in there, have a schwitz. All right, uh, I got I have an idea. I have an idea. This mannequin is something that Magnus carved along our travels. And then we knew we were going to need somebody to pick up the bell without being affected by it. Ooh. So Taco used his animate spell. So this is basically just like a, a servant. This is like an, a wooden bellboy. Carrying our baggage. That's a lovely story, and I'm actually going to go along with you, but I do wish I'd been there when we had discovered <laughs> fucking Magnus just carving, carving a, a human man. man. I, well, <laughs> that's, this wait, is a man I made. No, that's why he kept collecting <laughs> arms. See, well, he would have uh, a that's model. good. That's, yeah. I'm well, into that. Uh, I mean, the, the director's been to the... To Wonderland, right? So she knows there are mannequins there. I don't think we have to make me super creepy to sell this. Come stuff. on, tie in with okay. the story. No. It ties up threads. Okay, fine, fine, um, fine, fine. Are you doing anything about Barry? Are you just going to bring him up there too? I mean, Jeez, we got to do everything. Um, just want to have this figured out before we before we roll. Why yeah, not? Let no, him? we need a plan. I mean, I think the pocket spot could work for Barry. Let's do that. Okay. Barry, are you a uh, Barry? Are you uh, comfortable with that? You want to live in my pocket spa? Cucumber sandwiches. I Raul, was not. In- Raul is in there. He's got firm hands. Who was? I was not into that until I heard you've got cukes. Let me at those green little guys. <laughs> Hop in. Uh, okay, he hops in your pocket spa, which shrinks down Pokeball style, and you now have a pocket Barry. Pocket <laughs> uh, Barry. All right. Which we're going to have to have a doctor look at. It sounds like you guys are, are ready. Sure. Anything yeah. else? Yeah. Any other details you want to iron out? Can I actually, you know what? Just for just for shits and giggles. 
I'm actually going to run a perception check. I have a 17 plus two on the, the tank that um, Barry was in. Like anything that I could pick up off of it. Investigation, I guess, should be actually be the check. Um, I, I, Arcana would be more appropriate. It's it's okay, just a very super magical object. Yeah, it, it's it is a um, it's necromantic in origin. It is uh, uh, currently sort of expended, and it takes some time to recharge. But essentially, it takes a person's biological material and can grow a new body out of it. Um, but it's not like a cloning machine. Like that body is essentially a corpse. Um, and so Barry has been using this to grow new bodies that he can sort of pop into in his lich form, um, to, to continue his quest. Cool. Okay. So um, there's no magic in it that the Umber staff could absorb? No. I no. Also the, Umber, still... the Umber staff defeats, it uh, absorbs, when a, a magic user is defeated, it absorbs their okay. essence. Yeah. I also want to scope up this map that he's, uh, been laboriously working on uh to figure out the best path to get to the vault once we're actually you know uh, in in the moon base yeah sure i it, it's it's pretty straightforward it's leading straight into the sort of uh central dome that the like the relic disposal disposal chamber yeah and and like the main sort of throne room type area leading into the director's office um it's it's in that that room uh and it gets a little bit more granular once you're inside there but i think we should i think we should just move in yeah as long as we can reference it later yeah for sure you've got yeah map. yeah okay um okay, our, let's do our, it all right you all step outside um from the cave and um it's kind of rough out here the those storm clouds are now overhead uh but they're it's again it is not raining it is not storming and sort of weirdly these clouds are still they are not blowing and moving they are just kind of still another thing you uh, everybody roll a uh, perception check uh 12 <laughs> i rolled a nine plus something nice yeah. yep my luck continues nine I plus zero one. all right taco it is very faint but you notice that like the grass ain't as green, and the 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 trees nearby they look like they are kind of wilting a little bit. Like it looks like the color is being drained from from the world around you. Um, uh, you are outside, and uh, if you want to summon a a lift up to the up to the bureau, you. You know how to do it. I don't know, Griffin. Punch, During prime punch. time, it's gonna there's gonna be an increase of like two hundred percent cost. It's a joke about lifts. No, yeah, I, I got you. Okay, okay. All right, I hit the Uber button on the uh, on the bracer. Uh, sure. Before it gets here, I should also say, boys. One, keep in mind, you're probably gonna have to explain the stones of far speech being gone. Two, I'm probably not gonna be able to talk, uh, so I'm gonna just like. You know, automaton it pretty hard. Uh, you know, wooden statue and all that. So you might have to do the talking for me. Okay. One, you've done a pretty good job of not talking up to this point by filling us in on all this crap. And two, okay. <laughs> uh, luckily, uh, I reach into my bag of necessity here. And not my bag of necessity, just my regular inventory. Sorry. Um, 
I reach in my inventory and pull out my band of telepathic thought. Mm, that lets shit. me uh, communicate with uh, uh, Magnus. Why can we just... Okay, listen. I know we've been doing this show for a couple years. Can I just, like, tell you guys, fuck you for picking names to start with the same letter? Yeah. It's, like, it's literally pretty, every time I talk about you, it's cool. I have to remember which one of you is which one. It's really miserable for me. T, taco, taco. Taco, easy to remember. Yeah. Who knows? Boy, you know what? We're just learning all kinds of stuff about each other today, aren't we? It just kills me. Okay. Sorry. Um, uh, but I'll yes, I don't remember, Griff. That was something I bought at Fantasy Costco, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? It was a ga- Fantasy Gachapon. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's, let's not worry about it. You can communicate with Magnus telepathically. But the other cats can't. No. Can we just make it so they can? Because I think it'd be weird. No. No, no. You're right. You're right. When you slip on the telepathic band, you hear a voice, and it is a very, very familiar voice, and when you hear it, your heart swells up, and you don't, you don't know why, and you don't, you, again, you don't know who it belongs to, and you don't even know where it's coming from, um, but it's close by, and you hear this voice, and it's, it sounds like it's somebody is sort of whispering to you from a few hundred feet away in a cave and you really have to listen for it but this voice says trust barry love barry those are the only words you can kind of hear repeated trust barry love barry it's it's trying to like communicate something to you more like panicked now um, but as it uh, is talking to you you hear the void fish's static she's and you hear this voice say Taco, it's, it's me, it's, it's me, trust Barry. Is it Kravitz? It's not, no, it's a, it is a, it's a woman's, it's a woman's voice. Okay. It's that same dissonance again, where this voice is so special to you, like, and it's like infuriating, like you can't remember who it belongs to, you can't remember why it's Is it like a sense memory, where like you smell a smell and you feel positive and you don't know why, like you don't know what it's connected to? yeah. It's like that, yeah. Okay. What about Merle? No, I'll tell you what. No, no, let me answer that. If you two guys are going, I, I'm not going to let you go without me. So let's go. Um, the orb, you see it uh, come down from that stormy sky um, very, very, sl- uh, very, very quickly. Uh, but then its inertia sort of uh, slows down and it tumbles to a stop right sort of in front of you. Point of order... Magnus, mm. you're not wearing your bracer. It's not you have it. It's in your inventory, but it 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 it's not on your body. Um, which is not, I guess, of of note. Although it is, it's kind of worth knowing. Um, your bracer was on your body, and then when your body got ashed, it was just sort of sitting in the ash, and now you just kind of have it, but you can't really put it on because it's still like closed yes. in. Am I wearing okay. my stuff, uh, or is it like all wrapped up in? Like a bundle in my back. It's up to you. Are you wearing? Are you are you are you wearing your I stuff? I think it probably makes more sense if I'm trying to sneak in and not look like myself. If I'm wearing okay. the, whatever the fancy elven armor the mannequin hat on was. All right, cool. We're good. But I'm still gonna keep it like uh, all the, with me. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. The hatch on the orb pops open. There are four seats and the little control mechanism that you've used a couple times now to get back up up into heaven. We get in. We pull the lever. All right. And off we go. And it's awesome. 
Griffin composes music for this program. Sorry, right. I forgot again. Sorry. No, that's it. That was a, he actually got it like no, note for note. That's exactly. exactly. I was going to do some I was going to do some um clown bullshit. <laughs> so that I actually have it written down in my notes right here. It says uh BPM 128 three, uh 44 four time clown bullshit. <laughs> hey, let me finish. I think people got it. Okay, good. Good. Hey everybody, this is Griffin McElroy, your Dungeon Master, your best friend, and your... Just your best friend. I really want to stress that one this episode. Thanks for listening to episode 58 of The Adventure Zone. It is the the first of what will hopefully only be two parts of uh, the final lunar interlude uh, here in this campaign before we move on to whatever is next for The Adventure Zone. Um, I, I want to do a quick programming note here and say that I saw a lot of people on Twitter anticipating this episode thinking it was going to be like the finale the final episode of this campaign arc and um i don't i don't necessarily know i'm going to give a long lead time on like letting you know when the finale finale is actually coming but i will make sure to let you know i wouldn't just be like boop here it is last episode have fun bye um i i we have a few more episodes to get through before we move into uh finale territory because there's a few um missing pieces a few threads uh that that we all kind of need to tie up before we before we get to the real end game but i promise i will let you know when the last episode of this campaign arc is going to go up because well you'll know because you'll see me just doing nothing but panicked tweeting for about a week and a half so uh please look forward to that hello it's me the internet's travis mackra yes that's right powerful influencer travis mackra you know people are always asking me travis how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth. Don't worry. Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity, start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as they get home from doing something fun, 
we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, scheduled to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Got a few jumbotrons uh, for for this week's show. Um, we've had a, a, an influx of folks asking us for birthday shoutouts and stuff like that, and um, unfortunately, we we kind of have to stick with the jumbotrons system, even though we're sold out uh, for to to accommodate those. Otherwise, it would be unfair to the people who um, who who paid. Um, and also, like we can't spend this whole money zone spot uh, just just doing like a billion shoutouts. So. Um, thank you to everybody who has supported the show with the Jumbotrons. I'm talking about folks like uh, Elena, who has this message for Travis. And she specifies mine, not yours. <laughs> and Elena says, Dear future husband, happy four-year anniversary, March 1st, and 30th birthday, March 15th. Hey, I'm kind of in between there. You are a bomb-ass chef, an awesome DM, and a very handsome boyfriend. How did I get so lucky? Remember that time you surprised me by bringing home two sweet kitties? I love you. Marrying you in May is going to be the best. Love, your always wife. There's so much sweet stuff in that message, The, the least, not the least of which being the two kitties. Surprise, here's two kitties. I never get surprised with two kitties. I'm just kidding. I have a newborn baby. I, I I don't want any more kitties or really responsibility of any kind. So, But this, I'm happy for you and these kitties and this great, great love that you have. So congratulations. Uh, here's a message for, oh, for Team McElroy, and it's from Team Avedon Sutton, who says, So this was supposed to be a sweet, nerdy love note celebrating our uh, exceptionally nerdy marriage, but seeing as how y'all have been so busy getting your own nerd love on, uh, and it's now solidly six months after we got married, we've decided to con- just to congratulate you on your awesome new nerdy babies. You guys are like the podcast soundtrack of our love. Well, thank you, Team Avedon Sutton. Boy, I hope our babies are nerdy. I will not 
even know what to do with a jock baby. Just kidding. I'll get real into Texas high school football. Hell yeah. Are you kidding me? Yes, I'll live that Friday Night Lights dream. Just me and Tammy Taylor just drinking white wine on a Sunday. That's <laughs> that's everything to me. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been tweeting about the show using the, the Zonecast hashtag. Um, here in a bit, I'm going to have an opportunity for some more names. And so if you tweet about that show using that, the Zonecast hashtag, you might end up as a character on the show like so many of basically all of the NPCs that have ever been on the show. Uh, thank you to everybody uh, for, for, for tweeting also just to like spread the word because we don't pay to advertise the show at all. But I love this show. It's very important to me. And so anything you can do to get more people listening, I certainly appreciate. Uh, thank you to everybody also who bought tickets to come see our live show at the Paramount here in Austin in May. I apologize profusely for how kind of much of a clusterfuck that system was. We didn't really, we didn't quite know or anticipate that we have such a gargantuan turnout when it came to uh, buy tickets. And I know their website had some trouble uh, with the with the ticket purchasing queue and some folks lost their, their spots. I really am very, very, very sorry that that uh, bumps me out in a, a pretty major way. But uh, if you didn't get a ticket, don't worry. We will release the audio uh, of that episode. I still have no idea what that one's going to be. I need to really uh, lock myself in the think tank and figure it out. But um, yeah, uh, that's going to do it for this ad break. We're going to get back to the rest of the episode. Uh, we're going to hop back with another cutscene before we get back into the action. Um, I hope those cutscenes aren't too onerous, but there's a lot of story left to tell taking place in a lot of different timelines. So this is me trying to just sort of reconcile everything. So um, yeah, enjoy the rest of the episode. The next one, and I swear I'll get this right this time. The next episode will go up on March 23rd. Thursday, March 23rd. Not the 16th, the 23rd. So I'll talk to you then. Bye. We see the astral plane. Just a few hours ago. This scene is, no pun intended, dead. There are no lights below the surface of the endless lake, no movement from the water at all, no sounds of spirits drifting beneath. There's only the motionless storm overhead, the thick layer of black ooze with ribbons of bright color sitting atop the water. We see the eternal stockade, the prison in which ill-tempered souls are kept, where escapees from the astral plane are detained and rehabilitated. It is a large, cold fortress hewn from stone and reinforced with steel, sitting on a solitary island on this dead black lake. And it is disquietingly still and silent for a long time. And then from far away, we see a hand punch up through the oil-slick surface, sending the only ripples out from this scene for miles. Kravitz has thrashed his way out of the water, fighting through God knows what to break free. He hoists himself up and onto the island the Eternal Stockade is built upon, cutting strands of thick slime away from himself with his scythe, which he retrieves from the ether as he takes his reaper form. Hands attached to long, tenebrous arms materialize in the slime and fly in his direction, but he's too fast now, too aware. They won't catch him off guard again. He clears a few with a decisive swing of his scythe, then dashes backwards, throwing open the door to the stockade and barricading himself inside. It's dark and still in here, too, but it's always dark and still in the stockade. Kravitz had seen so much during his time as the Raven Queen's charge, things that most adventurers given ten lifetimes would never even dream of. Arcane cults worshipping dragons made of light, cities of vast machinery and towers of gilded iron, crystallized laboratories rescued by lovable doofuses. But this scene, 
The world made ink black and frozen. He's never seen anything that could do this before. And if it's happening in the other planes, he knows he has his work cut out for him today. He raises his scythe and cuts a familiar slice through the air, but no gateway to the living world opens up. He tries again and then a third time to no avail. He hurriedly falls to one knee, pulling a fistful of black feathers from a pocket inside his robe. He lays five feathers out in a circle, attempting to commune with the Raven Queen, seeking comfort and guidance. But for the first time since he joined her retinue, the Raven Queen doesn't answer. Kravitz does not know what's happening, but now he knows two things, at least. He is trapped, and he is alone. You uh, lift up into the hangar, uh, and actually on your way up, the coin chimes in, um, and uh, actually, I, I, I think Barry probably handed you all the coin, uh, go it's before you went into the before you went into the pocket spot. Okay, just so you could continue having this sort of line of communication with his spectral form. Okay. Uh, and uh, the coin, uh, who's got it? Who's who has the coin? I'll take it. Okay, is Mar- there a mute? You hear the is coin. there a mute button? Because that could be a problem. There is, yeah. There's not. Um, the coin chimes in and it says, uh, "You hear Barry say, now listen, you got to trust me here. You got to give over the relic if they ask for it." We don't want to raise the suspicions. If we do this right, it won't matter who's got them. But, and, and this is very important, you can't let the director see me with you up here, or else she's going to okay. figure it out. Oh. Um, all right. I don't like you are up this in the, scoop. You're up in the hangar now, and you pop up into sort of the, the, um, the launch pad, uh, and you pop up there, and Avi is, like, gobsmacked to see you step out of the sphere. Oh, wooden servant, bring along our bags and be quick about it. <laughs> uh, you, uh, Avi, Avi, like, uh, runs to the front door of the hangar and he shouts, uh, guys, they're back. They're back. They're, they're all here. And he, he runs over to the three of you and he's like, where have you been? We lost contact with you. We thought you, we all, you all died. We, we, wait, where's, what happened to Magnus? No, he did die. That yep. you were one third right, my man. Yep. And at one point, we both died, but we got better. But we got better. Um, yeah, it's, it, it was very. Magnus didn't make it. He's yeah. nope. He doesn't. He's like, he's in shock. And the doors to the hangar get thrown open, and you see uh, Killian and Carrie oh, and Noel shit. and Davenport shit. walk uh-huh. in. Um, and Carrie, Carrie runs towards the three of you and says, guys, you're back. I didn't wait. Where's Magnus? What happened to Magnus? Um, uh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. We lost him. Uh, she like, he's dead. He's gone. Turned into ash. (laughs) (laughs) This is a, this is is such a sad. No, I loved him so much. Uh, she kind of like, she's, oh man, she takes this really rough. She kind of like collapses and Killian has to like rush in and kind of, kind of grab her. And Killian looks up and says, what, what happened? How did it, how did it happen? He, um, it was in the, uh, we, we had to do battle with some, 
Battle. Pretty pretty tripped out liches, and in the process of fighting them, M- M- Magnus was it? He heroically. Oh, it was so amazing! Heroically died. Yeah, with his whole body. Yeah, every last ash. There's nothing we couldn't even bring him back. No, nope. you know what? In retrospect, we could have brought him back. Yeah, maybe there wasn't a lot to pick up. You know, we really didn't try. We should have swept him up. Yeah, that. I we, regret this now. And we could have scattered his ashes somewhere. Somewhere beautiful, he would have liked that. Is there an Academy Awards for podcasting? Do they have <laughs> or for or for role playing? Um, Killian says, "Well, what happened to what happened to you guys? We lost contact with you. What happened to your your Stones of Far speech?" There was a, a when we entered Wonderland. There's a lot of very strange um, magics that the liches who run it were were using, and one of the the side effects was that our our Stones of Far speech were. Um, basically made inoperable at some point. <sighs> roll a uh, roll a buff check on that one. But that's true. That's I mean, it's largely true. It is fairly true. <laughs> Three, thirteen. Well, you weren't talking. Um, Killian says. <laughs> Killian says. Uh, well, well, we we were just trying to talk to you like a minute ago. Where? What? Why aren't they working now? We had to leave them behind there. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. In Wonderland, they kept asking us to give things up and give things up. And we just decided, you know what? You guys would be there. All we had to do was hit our bracers at the end of the mission. And if we were dead, it wouldn't make any difference. So we gave up our Stones of Far Speech pretty quick because, well, we needed our weapons and stuff, right? For sure. For yeah. Sure, for sure. For sure. For sure. Kenny says, well, it sounds like you all had a really... Awful time. I'm so sorry oh. about Magnus. Uh, and she she uh, she kind of scoops up uh, Carrie and and Noel's sort of help helping Carrie out too. And, and it's a it's sort of a it's a sad scene. And in the back of the room, towards the door, Davenport just kind <clears> of <throat> Davin Davenport Davenport. Uh, and he is uh, he's flanked by two guards, and he is standing next to a tray with one of those big lead balls on it. Um, that you all have uh, plopped the relics inside to be uh, destroyed, um, and Killian says, "Oh, yeah, they they want to get the the relic blown away as as quickly as possible. The director's really eager to get her hands on this one, so um, let, let's just get this taken care of, and I guess figure out a funeral. Is that? I guess this next seems about right. We'll uh, launch him into space like Spock. Oh, man. That would be sweet. That Ma- would be very cool. I How's- do have to warn you, though. Please be careful. This, uh, the the mannequin you see, uh, I reclaimed. Woody. His name's Woody. Woody. Hmm. Clever. I reclaimed <laughs> him from uh, Wonderland to try to study more of their magics and advance my own understanding. But please be careful and don't touch him. There's some very powerful dangerous magics that this uh, mannequin has been under the influence now, of. Now, this is a fucking big old lie. Uh, is it yeah. a, it's, I mean, it's a it's a lie, so this is gonna have to be a It's a, a semi-lie, and I got a <laughs> four arena. <laughs> on that one. Um, I, I think Killian kind of stands up, and now sort of Noelle is, is helping carry out, and she says, you brought back some dark wizardry artifact back to our I think home tele- that, you know, I that- think telepathically to to Taco I'm holding the bell and and make it make it something about like 
transporting the bell safely. It's okay. the most powerful thing. Okay. Something. Uh, okay. Uh, that, listen, that makes perfect sense. But Davenport's right fucking here. So as soon as we give them the bell, they're going to put you in the fucking furnace, okay? So I'm trying to have a little bit of a long game here so you don't get turned into matchsticks, my dude. Fair enough. Uh, uh, Davenport clears his throat again <clears throat> and kind of points to the points to the orb. Well, we knew we knew that one of us couldn't handle the bell. It's just too strong. So uh, that's why we uh, that's why we use the Woody here, right? And you know, with his woodness and stuff, uh, he uh, you know he can handle the bell safely, and and I- we become quite fond of him too. I am also a, a, a member of a coalition of wizards that is studying these sorts of poorly understood magics. Um, I'm the vice president. Bluff of that a fucking bluff o'clock. What is this persuasion? It's it's half past persuasion time. Well, it's, I know, but by by pretending that I'm a, in a position of authority within this organization, I can use my plastic sheriff. Okay, okay, and add three to these bluffs. Okay, and I rolled a sixteen on mine. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to bluff on that one, and I'm going to add three to get 18. Okay. She says, uh, okay, that all... That, that all, makes, <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, that makes sense. A double bluff. You sure. re-bluffed and undid the other Well, bluff. let's just... Let's just uh, just load it up and, and hand, hand over the relic, and uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I've got to... I've got to go. Um, and, and Carrie, let's just... Carrie, let's get out of here. Um, and they... They, uh, the three of them, head out, but Davenport is still there with his uh, retinue uh, and the orb. I clunk my way over. Okay. Oh, wait. Wait, are you sure, Magnus, are you sure this is a good idea? Is this telepathic? It should be assumed that if I'm talking yeah, to sure. Magnus, got you. just as a contrivance, yeah. okay. we're talking telepathically. It's, it's, it's the only thing we got. I, I, we have to play this out one way or the other, and and... And, and frankly, Taco, at this point, we're not at the point of no return yet. When we get there, we'll have some decisions to make. But right now, this is what we'd be doing anyways. Davenport, can I ask you a favor? Davenport. I get it. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, I've always wanted to see where these bad boys go. And since this is our last shot at it, can I follow you and see what happens to the to the relics? He uh, He sort of taps his foot. And he thinks for a second, um, and he, hmm, he, he shakes his head no. Davenport, Davenport. Okay, well, you know, you can't blame a taco for trying. Taco. Yeah? Tell him I am also a powerful artifact and need to be destroyed. Are you sure? (laughs) That's, listen, listen, uh, (laughs) listen, kitty cat, I don't know how many more lives you got left in there, huh? All right, well, hold on to that. We'll save that if we need to get into that chamber. Yeah, good idea, though. Keep um, it in the back burner Davenport, for sure. Davenport, like, insistently, like, <clears throat> Davenport. Give, give him the bell. Say it out loud. Give him the bell. I clunk my way over. That was a give. good fucking catch. <laughs> Maggie. Wow. Okay. Uh, he, uh, he, just, he just points into the, the, right into the ball hole. I wait. Put the bell in the thing. I do it. All right. And uh, Davenport shuts the hatch on this orb and um, starts to uh, wheel the cart out of the chamber with his uh, two guards. uh, And the doors 
close behind him. Uh, and uh, Avi, Avi is like, Avi's really bummed out. He's the only person still in here with y'all. Um, he's just kind of, he's polishing one of the spheres. Um, and uh, he actually pops open a flask and he's like a little bit weepy. And uh, he raises it towards you all. And he says, uh, to Magnus, he was, uh, he was a good dude. And he takes a drink of it. Do you guys want, you guys want any? Hell yeah. 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 Okay. Ah, oh, good. Taco? No thanks. Oh, and by the way, uh Av- Avi, um you know, uh we'd like uh Magnus's share of the reward so we can make sure it gets into his I'm not the guy the to hands. talk to about I mean, that. Yes. You know that. Yeah, I know, but I figured you'd know who to talk to because uh, you know a director Taco. or somebody. I don't know. Red yeah. tape. It's, I it's, think yeah, it's time to on? move on. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I think it's time to move on. I agree with Taco. Uh, that's what Ma- that's what Magnus would have wanted. That's exactly what Magnus. And trust says, me on this one. It's says, almost <laughs> and it's almost like he's here. Avi says, "You're right. He would want us to all move on." <laughs> <laughs> I, um, that's so sweet, little fellow. But I'm actually talking pretty literally in this case. All right. Um, you're you're heading out. Yeah, you step out to the uh, main big grassy quad um, in in the middle of uh, the the bureau headquarters. Um, there's a few people milling about, but most folks are actually inside because th- where where you are uh, in in the moon base, you're pretty close to the to the storm uh, above, and so I think folks are just like, oh, I don't want to get rained on, so they are they are hanging out in their uh, respective dormitories or wherever uh, indoors. And uh, following the uh, the map, you are uh, you, you walk out of the hangar and towards the other end of the base. Um, and on your way there, you walk fairly close to the entrance to Fantasy Costco, and the doors slide open automatically, automatically. Ooh. But the theme the theme song doesn't play, and it kind of looks like it's been ransacked in there um and that's that's all you can see from your position of the fantasy costco what the hell happened in there let can we go take a look yeah let's let's check her out you who said that you're just telling me yeah for perfect uh i think magnus would want us to look in the fantasy costco to see what's happening um Okay, you uh, you head inside, and ra- it, you realize it hasn't really been... It's not like it's been um, raided or anything like that. It's just like, there's nothing on the shelves. Um, there's big crates of stuff that have been sealed up. Um, and there are some uh, bags that have been packed up. And Garfield is just leaving. You, you can tell, like, Garfield is shipping out with all this stuff. Uh, and, uh, you see him sort of drifting to and fro. We've never described Garfield fucking at all, which just explains why, like, most of the fan art of him is literally the orange lasagna <laughs> <Garfield>. cat. <laughs> and I'm not about to start now, but he's, uh, he's drifting around and sort of getting things packed up. And he sees you three come in, and he says, uh, Oh, uh, we're, we're closed. Thank you for coming to Fantasy Costco, though. Fantasy Costco, where all your dreams come true. Got a deal for you. All right. See you later. 
Uh, hold on just a second, Kimasabi. The sign says open 24 hours. Well, it doesn't really take into account the apocalypse, so I'm gonna, I've, I've gotta hit the old road, Jack, but, uh, what, the deal's- What's happening? Wait, what's happening? I, I'm not 100% sure, but look outside. It's clearly fucking pretty, about to pop off in a pretty bad way out there. And it, it's also, I mean, what's, also, what's the point of- Damn it, Taco. The last time you came in here, you thwarted me in a test of mercantile, mercantile wits you know, that I'll never recover from. So my days as a shopkeeper are over. I've been humiliated. I'm out of the game. I need to go hole up somewhere and just try to start a new life, I guess, because apparently vending isn't my game. Taco. Yes? I need my blood. What? Garfield has my blood. Why? What? I sold it, remember? In the trade. He got some of my blood and my hair. Okay. Hmm. I, yeah, I, sure. I need it. Okay. Listen, uh, Garfield. He, uh, uh, he turns and says, yes! Just one moment. Uh, Ken, I, listen, I need something from you. I, before... I told you my trading and selling days are over. I'm a sh- I'm a joke. I understand. I'm that you're a say- sham. <laughs> I understand. I listen. I'm a I've got- boy. <laughs> I've gotten beaten too before, and I know it stings. But I'm gonna need uh, Magnus's blood. He died, and we just really would he, like to something. He, he jerks to remember his, him by. He jerks his head towards you as soon as you say that, and mm. he says, "You need Magnus's blood." <laughs> Delightful. He uh, strokes his chin and he says, uh, Well, maybe we'll do one last trade. What will you give me for it? I will give you something very special. And I pull out a glossy five by seven. Uh, one you couldn't of my even go eight by ten. One out, no, it was, I bought it on the cheap. This is all I had left. Look at this, and guess what? I'll personalize it with your first name. <laughs> Just to you. To my friend. He laughed. William and I, H. I, Garfield. I underlined friend here. You can see that, so they know it's legit. Did you put a little heart in the Garfield, eye? Garfield. I dotted the eye with a heart. <laughs> Garfield, keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> Nothing's finer than eating in your diner. Sincerely, Taco. Wow. He grabs it, and he just kind of cackles. He's like, you know you're going to have to do much, much better than this. What am I going to do with an 8x10 from a former cooking TV show host? It's not even an 8x10. It's a 5x7, first off. <laughs> oh, former much is, better. Former is very judgy. Maybe you can see it in the future, but I certainly can. He says, <laughs> He says, I'm disappointed, I guess. You you so thoroughly out outvendored me. In our last transaction, I thought, uh, I thought you were hot shit. I thought I'd finally found somebody who could stand up to my test of mercantile powers, but apparently I was wrong. Okay, okay, um, I need a moment to myself to really think about this. Give me just a second. You weren't even, you didn't even react to him telling you that our buddy Magnus was dead. 
Uh, How about cutting us a little bit of break, you jerk? Just so everyone knows, uh, I have I am using a six level spell slot currently. Okay. I have used a six level spell. Um, you gonna I tell don't, don't, you gonna tell it to boy what? Yeah, I'll tell it to boy. Yeah, I guess it's it's hard because you know you always want to keep that dramatic tension, but I guess you do have to say what spells you're casting. It's kind of the part of one of the gameplay issues. Uh, I'm casting Draw Midge's Instant Summons on the Flaming Raging Poisoning Sword of Doom. Uh, it I touch an object uh, uh, whose longest dimension is in six feet or less. It leaves an invisible mark on its surface and invisibly inscribes the name of the item on a sapphire I use as the material component. Uh, and uh, at any time thereafter, I can use the action to speak an item's name and crush the sapphire and summon it to me instantly. <laughs> okay, Garfield, you win. <laughs> Fine. Here is the raging, poisoning sword no! of doom. I know. Taco, don't. I, no, listen, I've thought this through. You his, love that his, sword. His eyes light up. He's like, my sweet, my love, you're giving it yeah. back to me? Yes, you can carry it for me. Taco! Don't! <laughs> I just caught this dumb son of a... Hold on, let me finish and then I'll gloat. Okay. Here we go. I am going... This hurts because it's just some blood. It's probably coagulated. Um, But here, please go ahead and give me some blood of his, Magnus's blood, and you can have the sword. Sword first, please! Okay, here you go. And I hand it over. He smiles and he says you have no idea what i went through to get my hands on this priceless artifact he says a deal is a deal the blood is yours and he tosses you taco a ring of keys and he says uh you'll find it in the back room it's one of those well i'm i'm gonna go before you change your mind thanks sucker and he twirls his cloak around him, and uh, in a puff of smoke, he is gone, and all of these crates and bags uh, of of stuff also burst in a puff of smoke and are disappeared, and you are standing in an empty Costco with the keys to the place. Nice fucking customer service, Jesus. No, no follow-up. Yeah, he didn't even offer like a five-year protection plan or anything. No. Uh, okay, so... Do I? I guess I'll head to the back. Is there a back? Is that where this blood is? Yeah, there's a there's a door. It's just like a like an office door. Uh, okay, with a doorknob on it, and the doorknob has a lock. <laughs> okay, I open it with the keys. I hope. I guess I try them until I find the one that works. Yeah, t- on like uh, there's about thirty keys on this ring, uh, but on like the sixth one. Well, let me roll on that. Okay, I got a twelve. So yeah, it yeah, sounds about, about right. the sixth. Uh, and you open up the back room to the fantasy Costco and back here are some more emptied out shelves. Um, and there are some freezers, uh, back here, uh, some, some storage freezers, uh, just a lot of different sort of storage things. There's a desk, uh, with like an accounting notebook on it. Um, there's a, a cash register that's emptied out. There's a safe that's been opened and emptied, um, but then there's a long table, and sitting on this long table are a few items that have not been taken out of here. And you see a battle axe, and you see a shield, 
Um, and the shield has a little bit of blood on it. Um, although it looks like some of it's been scraped off. Uh, and there's a deck of cheating cards sitting on this table. And then there's some beakers and a centrifuge sitting on this table. And, uh, Next to this table, with all of Magnus's sold-back gear and lab equipment on it, is a pod. And inside of it, you can see, through this green brackish fluid, you can see Magnus's body. And then I think we get another cutscene, and it's actually that auction cutscene, and we see Barry there, and he's placing bids... And we zoom out just a little bit, and we see Garfield sitting immediately right next to Barry, also bidding on these items. And in front of you is a pod with a a good, fresh Magnus body inside of it. Well, this presents some unique challenges. (laughs) Not for me. (laughs) I want my body back. Is there um, a button we put? Like, how do I want? I want it. I feel like a kid at Christmas at Candle Nights. Please wait, let me have hold my on. Button. Wait now. Wait a second. We already said he wasn't no, there, Magnus. You've got to think this through. Now hold on a sec. You've got to think this through. You you'll lose everything. I mean, not your gear and your your weapons and your items and Stephen, but you'll you'll be starting from scratch. No memories. But I'll have I'll have my body back. Hey, remember this one? I want my body back, body back, body, body back, back. Remember? Well, remember? Body back, Chili's? body back. No, but seriously, <laughs> you'll lose it all. Is it the beard? Because I'll draw a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even use some yak fur and spirit gum and get you a nice simulcra. It's and we have already explained that you're dead. Like you got turned into ash. If they see you, I, the gig's up. I can't feel anything. So you can't feel sad that you don't have a body, right? I, I'm i not hungry. I don't breathe. My heart doesn't beat. Do you, under, do you understand? Mm, I do. I do understand. I see where you're coming from. I mean, it, and honestly, that's me. I'm just, that's me right there. It's, it's sort of you. It's your body. But is that really you? Those I are mean, the arms honestly, that have held my wife. They're, they, they're a clone. It's not you. I can't fight. I can't protect. I can't do anything in this body. I have have worked all my life to be able to fight and protect and do good. Could we take the pod with us? Could we put the pod in the pocket spot? It would be. It would take a lot. I'm. I'm so in love with this that I'm not going to interfere and tell y'all. Leave him up. Leave it up to him. It's your call, man. Really and truly, but really think about it. Really and truly think about what's the most important thing to you. And honestly, really and truly think about the potential of uh, <laughs> uh, Taco and uh, uh, Merle being your fucking uh, 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 John G here. <laughs> just just trying to re-educate you about the world. There's some pretty, like you are coming back as the A number one fan of taco and also my personal assistant for sure um i did the only thing i want to say here and i want to sort of put this doubt in your mind you guys are making some assumptions about what he will and won't remember it's not like he's a gonna be a like a newborn baby you know what i mean I mean, you're running i should clarify then he, you're running the risk of that for sure here's what i've got 
seems to me like what I've got is an extra life. And it would be wasteful to burn that now. I have a perfectly good body sitting right here. And I'm in a bit of a disposable one right now. Am I wrong? Am I missing something? No, that that tracks to me as I understand it. And and think about it. It it's to our benefit for once in this lousy podcast. We're thinking about somebody other than ourselves. We'd much rather have meaty, beady, big, and bouncy Magnus around. Got it, boys. But we're trying to think about you, boys. Head on to the director's office, Taco. You let me know when, and I'm going to make a whole hell of a lot of noise. Okay, but you have to think through this. If we're not with your body, you're going to wake up with no idea of what's going on. You don't have a fancy schmancy cool coin. You you will wake up and have no clue. Leave me the map. Leave me a note. But I can help. This is something I can do with this stupid shell of a body. If I go in there with you now as this mannequin, I can't do anything. But this, this I can do for you. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, next time you see us, you won't know who we are, probably. I know. That's a that's a kind of a mixed bag, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> a little column A, a little column B in that one. Um, are, are we leaving? Are we going to leave him here? Do what he said? It's up to you. I guess. Yeah. I, okay. I think we have to. I put my hand up, I gesture from the mannequin to bend over, and I look him in the eyes and I say, see ya, good boy. Okay, weird. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Why did you say I didn't that? Really, I, didn't really, I didn't really think that out. I really thought that would sound <laughs> like You could have just gone with that'll do pig and it would have been yeah, better. Yeah, that'll do pig. Oh, man. That'll do pig. Can I do it again? That'll yeah. do pig. I think so. Okay. Perfect. I think, okay. And go, I think, go, I, go, I think go. in fiction, you just do both things back to back. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Anybody, Come on, Taco. Anybody else have a last thing they want to say to each other before you guys split up the party? I'll, I will do this, though. Uh... Just before we leave, uh, I leave a sapphire on the table next to the note. Ah, <gasps> oh, shit. What's the note? The note explains the situation and everything that he would need to know about the situation. What's the note? Give me, I, this image is too good because I imagine you had to write this very quickly. What does the note say? The, it says, uh, on there, it says, uh, trust the voices in your head. And open your mouth and let the first words you speak be flaming, raging, poisoning sword of doom. Uh, and you leave that behind and leave. Oh, and then at the very end, it says P.S. That means postscript in case you learned that after <laughs> you forgot. P.S. means postscript. You're going to want to smash that bad boy, too. Smash that, smash that bad boy. And put some clothes on. And put some clothes on. Uh and the two of you walk out of the room and into the empty Costco, leaving Magnus behind with his body. And as uh, they walk out, I just want this is what I want you to picture for the mannequin body. I'm laying out all of Magnus's armor and clothes and goods on the table, like laid out, you know, like this, these are yours. Um, I pick up the old shield, I pick up the old battle axe, and I start walking. For the void fish's chambers. 
we see the floating Bureau of Balance headquarters. And it's now. We see Magnus laying out his possessions in front of his new body, his mind still addled with memories he cannot quite process or explain. We see Merle, the dwarven cleric, and Taco, the elven wizard, departing a large, emptied-out mega-store and walking towards the main dome on the far side of the complex, still unsure in their stride. We see inside that dome, at the director, making preparations to destroy the Grand Relic as Davenport delivers it. We see Angus MacDonald, the world's greatest detective, watching this process intently as he watches most things. And we see Carrie, inconsolable at the unceremonious death of her best friend. She's in her private quarters with her girlfriend, Killian, and her robotic teammate, Noelle, neither of whom know exactly what to say. What do you say? We see Johan, who just finished restringing a fiddle, which he plucks happily as he begins composing a new meal for the voidfish, which floats nervously in its tank. And then we're back outside, and we pan up, and up, and up, past the sky, past space, beyond the boundaries of the prime material plane in which this story takes place. And we see more planes now, the astral plane, the plane of thought, the elemental planes, all of them, all 12 planes that make up our planar system, moving in perfect orbit, perfect synchronicity, sustaining each other in a meticulous, demanding dance. And then we pan up and we see a 13th plane descending. It is a disk of shimmering, living darkness, crossed with ribbons of bright blue, red, green, gold. It is larger than the other planes combined. And as it lowers, slowly, bright white eyes begin to open all across the underside of this plane. Millions of them, burning with malice and hunger, all focused inward and down, back down, all the way back down on the floating headquarters of the Bureau of Balance. And somewhere inside of that living plane, we see a smile flash across someone's face. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. My name is Patrick. My name is Parker. Max FunCon has been a huge inspiration in my life. And now I have this network of friends that I've made that span literally across the entire globe. And they're some of my favorite people in the world. I truly cannot believe the amount of wonderful and lasting friendships that have come out of this. If you feel like you might not fit in, as long as you're a good person, you'll fit in because everyone there is good and amazing and kind and wonderful, and you should absolutely go. It will be the best decision of your life. Make a ton of new friends like Parker and Patrick at Max FunCon. Tickets for Max FunCon and Max FunCon East are on sale now at maxfuncon.com.